What is going on, my people? Welcome back to another episode. Guys, this is the 20th episode of the podcast. Pretty exciting. Kind of a milestone, I think. And uh, wow, thanks for being here with us. We've got a lot to talk about today. Ahmad Arbery, right? We're going to weigh in with some of the facts and truth in this, in this just horrible situation. We're going to talk about why people love to hate and we're going to discuss a lesson I learned from Disney, all coming right now. Hey guys, and welcome to another exciting episode of Your Life, God's Word. Thanks for joining this time of relevant conversation and scriptural application, where we apply God's Word to the most important areas of life, God family, and community. We pray this broadcast inspires, encourages, challenges, and blesses you in every way. So without further ado, let's dive right in to this week's episode. All right, so here we are. We're going to open up with uh, something. Uh, recently, we were uh, taking the kids, uh, you know, things are starting to loosen up a little bit, and um, COVID-19 is... Uh, well, you can check the last podcast uh, episode and some of my thoughts on COVID-19, but things are starting to op open up, reopen, and we were taking the kids to a little beach area, spend some time in the water and have some fun in the sand. And the kids are listening or watching on the way there, right? DVD player in the car, one of the greatest inventions ever. <laughs> Keeps those kids, uh, you know, somewhat, somewhat entertained. Um but they're watching one of the old Disney classics, right? The Fox and the Hound. And I don't even know that I don't even know that I've actually ever watched the cartoon all the way through. I know when I was little we had the little books on cassette. So you had like the little book and a little cassette tape. Yeah, an actual cassette tape. And um you would follow along, right, with the with the tape. And I do remember having that as a child, uh, for the Fox and the Hound. But anyway, the the, the movie's going and, um, you know, it, it's the, the story of Todd, right? The lovable, kind of misunderstood little fox, and he's so cute and all this stuff. And he's got this relationship with the little little puppy, the little hound dog. And then over, over the years, you know, things kind of change and, you know, this kind of stuff. You can go watch it, I guess, if you want to. But the, the you know, the fox is definitely painted as like the hero, you know, kind of thing in this, in this whole uh, show. And then the, the antagonist... You know, Amos Slade, right? He's the he's the crabby um, hunter, right? He he toward the end he he breaks the rules of this like wildlife sanctuary. He goes in, tries to kill uh, Todd, who at this time right has gotten with a a little you know little female fox, and they've got their little family going and stuff. And of course, you've got Copper in here, who is the hound dog, right? Torn between his loyalty to uh, you know Amos Slade and the hound dogs, and uh, Todd, right? Because that's his friend when he was a puppy. It was the fox and the hound, right? So um, anyway, right, I'm, I'm listening to this, and I'm just thinking to myself, <laughs> these are the thoughts that go through my mind. Be glad you don't have to live in my brain. <laughs> oh, man, what a tormented place that might, <laughs> that might be at times. So I, uh, I lean over to my wife, and I'm like, you know, this is pretty funny because in another cartoon, in another cartoon, 
Like you could totally paint. I mean, what do foxes do, right? I, I, at the time, I didn't realize that Amos Slade was a hunter. I wasn't sure if he was like a hunter or a farmer or whatever. But if you were to take this and, and paint the, in the light of the farmer with the all oh, the chickens and the cute little chicks out there and the, you've got the daddy rooster and the mama hen and then the fox sneaks in in the middle of the night, right? Foxes will get into a hen house and slaughter all of the hens in there, right? <laughs> um, I was actually doing some research for this thing and they call it triggering you know the fox's predatory drive and, and the, the hens will be in such a panic and a, and a frenzy that it actually can make the fox like kind of go crazy and just like slaughter them all even though he's not necessarily going to eat every single one of those hens you know 10 15 20 30 of them and i found the uh, story of this this child or not child now but this person that's blogging talking about their memory as a seven-year-old and how they went out to their chicken coop at seven years old and every single hen was dead laying around except one who was like, you know, escaped and was hiding behind like the bushes or a tree or something, right? Thinking how traumatic this is. But think about, right, how those facts on one side, you've got the Todd, this innocent little fox. On the other side, it could be, you know, Todd, the evil villain trying to kill the hens in the hen house and the loving farmer who hunts him down and kills him, right? It's all about how it's portrayed, okay? Facts, okay, don't care about your feelings. Facts, I love that quote from uh, good old, uh, I, I listen to the Daily Wire as one of my sources for trying to get news because a lot of these folks uh, from what I can tell, they, they do try to get the truth out there. They have their opinions on them, of course, but do try to get the facts and the truth out there. And Ben Shapiro constantly says, you know, facts don't care about your feelings. I love that, so I use that. But facts don't actually, it doesn't have to be lies to actually convey a lie. Things don't have to be, a, in and of themselves, a lie to actually convey a lie right in the instance of todd and copper and all this in the disney movie they just sort of don't tell about the fact that well i mean foxes are known for killing chickens okay you don't know that you just see this guy hunting a fox down oh my goodness right you're just excluding something and not getting the whole truth so uh this is the power of headlines in the news right a headline can really sway opinion either way on an issue by how it's written. I'll give you an example, one that I find kind of funny. Right? Just imagine with me as you if you if you would, imagine with me that you're walking along the beach and all of a sudden you look out and you hear help, help. My, my child's fallen in and and they can't swim. Help, please help. And you look and there's a person out kind of past the waves in a boat and their little their little child has fallen in and is struggling against the you know getting ready to sink down and all of a sudden across the way uh right there on the beach is Donald Trump he just happens to be on the beach that you're on and he jumps up and, and kind of throws his you know his his bodyguard down he's like no i i've got to help right secret service just stay here and he runs and just takes off to help the child 
And he actually gets into the water, but instead of sinking into the water, he's actually running on top of the water. I mean, you're just looking at this. You bust out your phone. You're like, this is crazy. This is going to go viral on YouTube. He's literally on top where the, where the child is sinking. He's standing on top of the water. He reaches down into the water, grabs the child, hands the child back up to the parent, you know, and just looks at him, gives him that, you know, that, that cheesy, like, you know, thumbs up with a little wink thing. And they're like, he's like, all right, you know, don't forget to vote 2020. And he runs back to the beach. And you're like, I can't believe this. This is crazy. What, what just happened here? This is like a, a miracle that just happened, right? And then imagine the headline in the news the next day. Sources confirm Donald Trump cannot swim, right? I mean, they don't say anything about this guy's walking on the water. They don't say anything about saving the child. They don't say anything about any of that. They bury that on, you know, paragraph 37 where nobody's actually reading to. And they just had the headline. It's confirmed Donald Trump cannot swim. That's the power of headlines, okay? And so speaking of headlines, something that's been in the news recently has been all this stuff with uh, Ahmad Arbor, and I, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing his name. I, I've heard it said several times, so I think it's right. But right, this this young black guy, he was he was killed in Georgia. There's a videotape out um, that that's kind of short and kind of grainy and kind of you know what I, it's clearly a cell phone. But I'm thinking, man, what kind of phone are these people using? Because <laughs> the quality is really bad. Should have opted for that iPhone, I guess. Um, but when I, my initial reaction, okay, my initial reaction of this story was, oh my goodness, are you serious? These jokers need to go to jail for life. It, it, they need to be punished to the full extent of the law. And, you know, maybe, maybe there's death penalty in Georgia. I don't even know. But these guys, because here's how it was portrayed to me, right? Now, I saw, you know, it's a little bit of the, you know, the footage and stuff and, and, um, what was portrayed to me was, yeah, there was this guy just jogging down the road. I, I, I run a little bit, not, not a lot or anything, but right. So I can kind of put myself in this person's shoes. You're running, you're running around, you're trying to get some exercise. And then these two dudes like pull up in a truck, jump out and just gun him down in the middle of the street. I'm like, are you serious right now? <laughs> My blood's starting to boil, right? And then, of course, you know, people get into that. Now it's, he's a young black man. And these are white guys. Oh, so clearly now, clearly now it's a, it's a racist thing, right? And so people are portraying it as these two white racists hunt down and kill a young black man, right? So, so, so the, the, the rage, the, the attitude is starting to get, you know, but, but I'm just that kind of person, right? All right, let's step back. Let's get some facts here. Let's, let's look at this. Let's, let's figure out what's going on here before we get, you know, too out on a limb and we can't get back to reality. And so over the last, you know, several weeks, different things have come out and does it change the fact, I wonder, some of the facts? I, I don't know. Let's let's look at some of them, right? Was this man gunned down in the middle of the street? Yes, yes. Uh, looking at the video, if you've seen any of the footage, um, yeah, there are some questions. It, it, it is a little bit odd. I mean, me personally, if I'm running and some people are in a truck 
pull around me, like way up in front of me, jump out and they have guns. I'm, and again, this could just be stress. This could just be fight or flight mentality. You know, there's all kinds, there's, there's lots of questions and this is why we need to wait for facts to come in. But me personally, I would think I'm running the opposite direction. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not running up there toward a dude with a shotgun. Shotguns don't have a lot of range. I'm running the other way because, you know, at 50 yards, that that may not even hurt. I don't know <laughs> what kind of ammo they have in that thing, okay? But maybe he's not thinking clearly. He runs around the truck. There's an altercation. He, you know, he, he gets in the fight with the dude with the gun, you know, the, the gun goes off or the guy shoots him. We're not really sure. Like front of the truck, it's kind of gray, you know, kind of grainy, can't really tell. But what happens is a young man loses his life, which is tragic. Does it change the answer that he has had run-ins with the law? Um, well, again, were the run-ins violent crimes? No. Uh, but it might change a little bit of the total innocent picture that was painted initially. Um, does it change if we look at the fact that Larry English, who was um, the owner of this newly constructed home, you know, people are saying construction site, but when I think construction site, I think there's no walls, it, there's there's a bunch of, you know, plumbing sticking up out of the ground. I've done this, right? You walk over, you kind of check things out. This is kind of cool, right? But eh, they're saying construction site, but but this thing, I mean, it's basically a home now right? With a door and a roof and windows and right. Does it change anything that this person is saying things were stolen out of that site over the last couple of months that they have footage of someone matching Arbery's description going into the house that, that, that they have apparently video of him moments before the altercation. Does it change anything that possibly the, the guys in the truck were actually on the phone with 911 while, while this was happening does that change anything? Does it change anything that they got a friend to video some of this? I'm sorry. If I'm tracking somebody down just for fun to kill them, I'm not going to video the dumb thing. <laughs> I'm certainly not going to be on the phone with the cops. I mean, so as the facts start to come in, right, the pendulum starts to shift more maybe toward the middle and not so much toward this is an evil, vile, wicked thing, someone taking somebody else's life. Now, could that still be the case? Absolutely. And if it is, my initial reaction is still true. Those jokers need to go to jail for life. Um, but but we need the facts. We need truth. We need reality. We don't need fiction. We don't need somebody's well-crafted talking points. Okay? When we have people like LeBron James coming out, I kid you not, he literally tweeted, "We're I'm reading this, we're literally hunted Every day, every time we step foot outside the comfort of our homes. Who in the world is the we he is talking about? This is LeBron James. I just did a little research. Back in 2018, Forbes estimated his net worth at $450 million. Half a billion dollars, folks. Who is the we that LeBron James is talking about? Because when LeBron James steps out of his house, he's got people kissing his behind, chasing him down for a picture and an autograph, worshiping the ground he steps on. So who is he talking about? Or could it be he's just race baiting and trying to jump into this popular trend and get extra likes and retweets? Hmm. 
We're going to explore that a little bit more because I think I have evidence that that's the case. Jay-Z of Rock Nation, right? He literally him, like Alicia Keys and different people, came out with an open letter, right? Wrote this letter out there. Just deploring this whole thing, which it's a deplorable thing, right? I mean, this somebody lost their life. We need to we need to figure out what happened. Okay, do you know what some of the stuff is they put in this letter though? Hilarious. They literally put, "We've seen the video, so the facts are not in doubt." I'm sorry, that video. There's a lot of facts in doubt. Okay, if you have video of someone pulling out a gun and shooting someone in the middle of the street. What does that tell you? That they pulled out a gun and shot someone. Now, what if I told you that someone was a serial rapist and murderer and they caught them in the act, they dropped their weapon so it looked like in the video they were unarmed and then they they chased them and the guy turned around and started coming toward them and they shot him. That's going to be a whole different thing than if I tell you this person walked up on someone they did not know in a restaurant having dinner with their family, pulled out a gun and shot them. So the video, what? The facts are not in doubt? Yes, they are. That's why we need to have a trial. In fact, they say in this letter that he was clearly the victim of a hate crime. I'm sorry. Even if the video is just of of a guy pulling out a gun and shooting someone in cold blood, how do you know it's because of their race? Maybe the guy didn't like his shirt. Maybe they had just finished a basketball game and he lost, and he was mad, and he got his gun and shot the dude. Stuff like that happens. How do you know it's a hate crime? What? In the letter, it's actually kind of funny, because they talk about the need for a fair trial. A fair trial is needed! And they literally, in the letter, say that a fair trial can only lead to felony convictions. What? So so what is a trial for? You've already convicted the people. Like, we need a fair trial. And we know they're guilty, so a fair trial is going to mean they're found guilty like you. Oh, and then they have the audacity to quote Martin Luther King at the end. Martin Luther King, okay, Jr., he would absolutely be vomiting at this pure trash. By the way, again, I looked it up, okay? Jay-Z's net worth, according to Business Insider, is estimated around a billion a billion dollars. So, again, I'm not, hey, go, LeBron James, Jay-Z, hey, man, you guys have hit it, you did it, you're, you, know, you got talent, you're, I guess, I mean, <laughs> I don't really follow rap or basketball, but apparently they're talented guys, um, clothing brands, you know, deals on, on commercials and all kinds of stuff, go for it, this is America, go for it, I don't have any problem with that. My problem is with people who are worth a billion dollars trying to make it sound like they can't go out for a run without somebody tracking them down and shooting them because they're black. You, sir, are a racist, race-baiting, okay, piece of trying to get your name in the spotlight, okay? That's who you are. I'm sorry. Now, uh, to be fair, is that a fact? To be fair, I'll give them the, the benefit of the doubt and say maybe they are just listening and seeing the same nonsense that I saw, and they didn't go look into the facts. So I'll give them that out. Maybe they're not race-baiting. Maybe they're just victims of this whole scenario and need to go look into the facts for themselves. However, 
Tweets like, we're literally hated every day, that's ridiculous. LeBron James, shame on you. You, sir, have a problem. Jay-Z, I'm sorry, but when you have an attitude like, oh, this is all we're just, we are just so oppressed. You're a multi, multi, multi-millionaire, okay? Are you kidding me? You're oppressed? And you make millions for singing, in my opinion, garbage, <laughs> okay? So, uh, how is, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. How, how, is that, how is that a racist country when you're able to do this? It's not. You are race baiting in that scenario, but maybe not in this letter. Maybe you li- literally thought that uh, this was too racist tracking down a young black man. <clears throat> and if that's the case, they need to go to jail and whatever the fullest and worst punishment, they need to get it. Let's talk facts, though, shall we? Once again, right? I saw some different posts and different... Th- Look, different people talking about, this would this would never happen if it was a, a black on white, or this would never happen if it... Okay, so I went and I looked up some statistics, okay, y'all? Look, statistics, facts. I like facts. Let's talk fact here. So I went to the FBI.gov website. Did you know that the FBI does statistics? Yes, they do. You can go look them up for yourself. I have the link. I'll be happy to give it to you. Podcast at breadbreakers.com if you ever have questions, comments, or want some information. Podcast at breadbreakers.com. Shameless plug right there. So here we go now. Okay. In 2016, so you remember who was president in 2016? It was still Obama. Obama was president. So I went and found a year where, you know, it wasn't like the evil white supremacist Donald Trump or the evil George Bush or whoever else is evil. Okay. And I found, look, eight years of Obama. This is at the very end of his eight years in office. So things should be awesome right now. Right. Here's what I found. Okay. Statistics of the total murders where there was a single victim and single perpetrator, okay, that 47.9% of the murders were were by white people and 47.3% were by black people. Guess what? That's pretty much dead even. You're talking about six-tenths of a percent, okay? 47% and 47% for the most part, okay? Now, when the victim, when the victim was black, so a black person is murdered, okay? A black person is murdered. When the perpetrator, the person who murdered them, was white, 8.5%. So let's just round that up and say 9% of the time, it was a white person killing a black person. Okay? When the perpetrator was black, okay, 89.5%. Let's just round that up. 90% of the time, it was black people killing black people. (laughs) 90% for those that can't do math that's a lot more than 9% okay the other 1% was when people were of different races and things like that so I went a little further I look okay what about when the victim is white when the victim is white the perpetrator is white 82% of the time and when the victim is white the perpetrator is black 15% of the time Conclusion, people tend to kill people of their own race, (laughs) okay, which kind of makes sense, right? The crowds that you run around in, all right, the people that you maybe are most comfortable with 
A, a lot of murders happen with, it's someone, you know the person. Okay? You know the person. And so, a lot of times, it's people in your neighborhood. It's people that you know, or it's a friend of a friend, or it's somebody you're out there playing basketball with, and you get mad, you go to your truck, you get a gun, and you, pow, okay, when you're in the deep south, and you're out there playing some basketball with your buddies, right? All your buddies are rednecks like you and me, okay? And so, it's white on white. And when you're in the south side of Chicago, chances are, if you're out there playing basketball with your buddies, and you're black, it's a bunch of black guys out there. And so if somebody gets shot, it's somebody black shot another black person. Okay? But that's not, and again, no knock on the accent. <laughs> okay? I'm just, <laughs> my redneck accent, right? I'm, I'm not, again, I'm not, nothing against rednecks or deep south. I'm in the south. I'm a redneck. Okay? So, but you, you get the point. Okay? Not trying to offend anybody here. Just trying to be factual. Okay? The point is, statistics don't lie. There is not some huge uh, epidemic of white people killing black people. It's, in my assessment, I think it's because of race baiting. I think it's because of people wanting clicks on the news articles. And I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. Right now, I'm going to... Just uh, play a little clip from a man named uh, Officer Tatum. He's got a YouTube channel. I think it's a, it's a you know, again, he, he kind of comes out and does news. He was apparently, he's a black man who was apparently a, in law enforcement and different things. And he comments on the news and stuff and has a pretty balanced perspective. So I wanted to get uh, him in his voice just kind of uh, chiming in on this whole uh, Ahmad Arbery thing. And I'm going to play that now. You weren't there. You don't know the full spectrum. You see a small video, and I think we've learned this over time, that looking at a 20-second clip isn't the entire story. It doesn't vindicate any side, and it never will in the court of law. So although people may be feeling like there's a vindication on either side, that video in the court of law is not going to prosecute anybody. It's not going to be unequivocal justice for anybody. So I think that people should, should view this situation as such. When somebody loses their life, it's sad. It's very unfortunate. But you got to take both sides at their word because there's no unequivocal evidence. There's no smoking gun that shows one side to be more correct than the other. Arbery, his family said he was on a jog. He's on a jog. And they don't know what happened from there. They saw, they saw that there was an altercation where he, the brother lost his life. Based on their information, he was just jogging. The other side is saying that he was a criminal. He was a robbery suspect or he had been suspected of doing a crime in their community. And they were confronting him. Video shows that there was a scuffle over the shotgun. He was shot in self-defense. Take them at their word. There's, not, there, there's no evidence that can prove that they're completely lying. Take both sides at their words. All right. I mean, that that sounds pretty balanced to me. And I think that's exactly what we should do. Now, again, I you know follow him on YouTube, and he goes on to talk about some of the facts on the other side that a lot of people are not talking about. Okay? They're not talking about some of these things. We do need to wait for the 
facts to come in. Now, let me give you a couple of scenarios, right? One scenario is the facts come in, and these guys were. They have, you know, they, they have racist tendencies. They, um, they clearly were singling this guy out for absolutely no reason. And uh, they go to jail or, you know, whatever happens to them. They murdered him in cold blood, and they get what they deserve. Absolutely. Another, oppor- another opportunity, another, another possibility is they, they were within their rights. They were trying to, to, to do something good, trying to stop a crime, but things went bad. They made mistakes, and they are going to be held accountable. You know, something like manslaughter or something like this. And I don't know the law in Georgia well enough, and again, this is going to be taken to trial with a jury. Okay, the, the the third possibility, as we've seen in some of these situations, right? Zimmerman, uh, the whole hands up, don't shoot stuff. Um, when the facts come out and we get away from the 10 second clip videos, the 15 seconds, the headlines that are driving people's opinions in certain ways and the, you know, the actors and actresses and rap stars and basketball stars who, you know what, shut up and dribble the basketball. You don't really know much about anything else, apparently. And again, nothing against these folks, and they have a right to their opinion, but you know what? It's just an opinion, and it could it's not any better than my 12-year-old or my 17-year-old or somebody else over here who's got it. It, it literally is just an opinion. So, any of these is possible. It, it could come out. This was just self-defense. These guys tried to stop. They had they had reasonable reason, reasonable reason. They had a reason to believe this man may have may have committed a crime. Uh, apparently, there's some kind of like in in Georgia, you can do like a citizen's arrest. Maybe that was a legit thing that they were doing, and maybe the fact that he kind of ran around the truck and and attacked the guy with the gun, maybe that's self-defense. I don't know. And that's why the facts need to come out before we start throwing our opinions and judging, and certainly before we start talking about things like, oh, look at the racism in this country. What? So if the guy was white, we wouldn't even care? So I wonder, if the victim was white, would you even care? Would, would people even be talking about this? Are you saying that if two guys in a truck drove up on another guy, okay, two black guys in a truck, drove up on some black guy dro- just jogging down the street and jumped out and shot him to death, are you saying this wouldn't even be in the news? You wouldn't even know about it? You probably wouldn't care? You'd keep scrolling on Facebook? I am here to tell you that's exactly what would happen. You want, you want to know how I know this? <laughs> you want, again, I'm about facts. I'm about data. I'm about evidence. You want to know how I know this? Let me read this uh, this headline to you and see if you know about this headline. This is from April the 13th, 2020. Two men arrested for murder of a Miami girl over Adidas Yeezy shoes. I guess that's how you pronounce it. Yeezy. I don't have a pair of Yeezys, apparently. Did you know about this? Did you hear about this? And if you're consistent in your outrage, do you even care about this? Uh, hey, hey, Jay-Z. Jay-Z. I wonder if you're going to uh, put a letter out about this one. Hey, I wonder if LeBron is going to be texting or tweeting or anything about this one. Young girl, okay, young girl murdered by two young black men. Hmm, 
Adrian Cosby and George Walton, both 19, were arrested on Sunday for killing Andrea Camps Lacayo. Oh, she's Spanish. So, you know, guess it doesn't matter. Okay? Guess it doesn't matter. So, you know, it's not white guys killing a black guy. So, just doesn't matter. Some 18-year-old girl. So, she's not white. She's Spanish. Right? Which is, in case you didn't know, a different race. But why isn't like, oh, man, these guys are racist scumbags. I can't believe this. They clearly hate Spanish people. I can't believe this. I'll tell you why. Because that headline doesn't get clicks. It doesn't it doesn't gender up this this fire that's in people, okay? Apparently, they had these shoes, and these two guys wanted to, to steal these shoes from her, and I guess her boyfriend were there, and it ended up going bad, and they killed, and they confessed, okay? They, conf- they were found, they confessed. They murdered her in cold blood over some stupid Yeezy shoes. Are you kidding me. Did you hear about? No, you didn't hear about this. No, you don't know about this. Did you hear about the elderly couple, okay, who were visiting the grave of their son who died in 2017, who were murdered by Sheldon Francis? Now, I'm going to read from the, from the article here. It was like a regimen, their son Ray Marino, 60, one of the two surviving sons, along with twin Paul Jr., told the newspaper. Hmm, this is straight from fox6now.com. This 85 and 86-year-old elderly couple were apparently visiting the grave of their son as they had done continuously... Sheldon Francis, a young black man of 29, apparently walked up on them and just shot them. Once again, did you hear about this? Do you know about this? The answer is probably no. Hey, Jay-Z, I guess your Rock Nation group is going to be writing a whole lot of open letters. Man, I, I get the feeling that that uh, <laughs> the thumbs of LeBron James are going to be very sore from all the tweeting he's got to do every time there's a crime perpetrated. You know what I think? I think the outrage is fake. This is my opinion. I think the outrage, you don't care that some innocent person has died. You just want to buy in and jump in on the sensationalism. Okay, here's what I think. I think people love to hate. You know why people love to hate? Well, like the media, right? A lot of the media likes to hate because it's sensationalism. It sells. They don't care who they hurt. They don't care how inaccurate they are in their reporting. They just want to go out there, and they don't care how much damage they do either to society or to people. They just want to go out there, and it sells. So they love to hate. LeBron and Jay-Z, these are guys, they know how to be in the spotlight. They know how to ride the wave of popularity. This thing's popular for a month or two. They're going to jump in, do their tweet, do their open letter, ride, sell some more tickets, sell some more uh, paraphernalia, sell some more, you know, 
of their whatever they're selling. <laughs> they're going to sell more of it. Yeah, man. Yeah, you tell them, Jay-Z. Well, Jay-Z, why aren't you writing a letter to this elderly couple? Their family. Why aren't you? Where is the open letter condemning, condemning the actions of Sheldon Francis murdering these people? Where are you? I'll tell you where you are. You were too busy looking at your next way to get into the spotlight. You love to hate because hate sells. You love to hate because hate gets you more likes and retweets. Here's what I'm going to say. The average Joe loves to hate. The average person loves to hate because, you know what, they don't want to look at themselves. There's so It's so easy. Instead of, instead of looking inward at problems that we have, ways that we need to get out there and change things in ourselves, change things in our situation, we don't want, it's easier to hate on others than to look at self. It's more comfortable to blame the man, the system you know, quote-unquote, them, rather than take personal responsibility for potential bad decisions, lack of drive and ability, lost opportunities, right? We don't want to do that. We would rather hate other people. Why do we love to hate? We love to hate because hating somebody else makes us feel better about ourselves. This is why, right? Here's our legit quote from Martin Luther King Jr., right? (laughs) (laughs) Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Right? Martin Luther King Jr. was not about race baiting and sensationalism and jumping on, you know, and hating on the, the, the next thing, riding the wave of popularity. He was about real change, and he knew real change meant things like personal responsibility and accountability. He knew real change meant loving in the face of hate, not hating back. He understood this, and that's why he was able to change the world around him, and that's why so many of his people that were around him and people who came after him haven't changed a thing because they didn't have that attitude of the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. Speaking of Reverend, here we go, right? Christians should not be in this nonsense. We should not be hating on one side or the other. We should not have a knee-jerk reaction of racism, sexism, any of the isms. Okay, We need to walk in love. That's the cure for this society. This means we should not hate people because of their race, gender, or anything else. Right, But it also means we shouldn't be looking for racism, sexism, and all the other isms under every rock and in every news story. That's the spirit of offense waiting to get fed another delicious snack. Okay? Christians should not have the spirit of offense on them, ready to jump on every news article. Look at this. I knew it just because people hate Trump, and here we go. Or it's because I do hate Trump, and here we go. Or that's only because you just say that because you hate black people and Obama's black. Or the other side is, hey, you know what? I love Obama. It doesn't matter how many bad things he might do. Well, because he's black, I'm for him. Those are both racist. We can be sexist on both sides. We can be all the ists on we can hate people because of their their age, right? Because they're too young or because they're too old. We as Christians should not buy into any of this nonsense. 
We should walk in love. We should heal our society through love. And I am here to tell you, once again, I'm going to end this with let the facts come in. Get back to a mature, balanced middle and wait until the facts come in. Let's let the facts come in. And to be totally fair, maybe LeBron and maybe Rock Nation will, when the facts come in, if it's different from what they said, maybe they'll issue an apology and fall on their sword and say we were totally dead wrong and we apologize and we were so sorry for for, for uh, doing the race baiting and jumping to conclusions. I'm not going to hold my breath for that, but maybe it will happen. Maybe, maybe it will. <laughs> okay. Listen to what I'm saying, though. We need to judge with right judgment. This is the scriptural way. We need to use true balances. This is the scriptural way. When we weigh things, we weigh in on things. We don't need to jump to conclusions about, oh, that's just hate crimes. What? Because when you murder somebody under any condition, how can you have a love murder? It's no, there's no such thing. It's always based on hate. <laughs> hate crime's not a thing. Yeah, it's always, you don't murder somebody because you love them. I mean, give me a break. No, it's a hate crime. (laughs) You don't steal from somebody out of love. All right? You don't rape somebody. I just love them so much. I just raped them. I I don't think so. There's hate in your heart. But how do you heal hate? With love. How do you heal darkness? With light. And my, yes, this is an admonition to all people, but more so to the household of faith. We should be people that don't buy into this stuff. We should be people that walk in maturity and gravity and the love of Christ, and we instill love. We see hate, and we insert love. We see wrong, and we, we change it by doing right. Not two wrongs make a right. Not my attitude coming at you is going to override your attitude, and therefore I win. That's not how it works. We as Christians need to walk like Jesus, who literally was being murdered because of hate and jealousy and these things, and yet said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. I'm going to conquer this hate with love. That's the picture of a Christian. That is how we should handle things just like this. I want to close in some prayer here over this entire situation. Father, I ask you for justice to be done. I ask you that the truth comes out. Lord, it doesn't matter. Either way, this is a tragedy for this this family. They have a young man in their family that was killed, and it doesn't matter whether it was justified or not. The Arbery family needs love. They need help. They need care. They need our prayers. And Lord, I ask you to help them and be with them. I ask you in the name of the Lord Jesus to be with the other family, the, the McMichaels and these people on this side. Lord, help this to be healed through the love of Christ. And let the facts come in and your justice be done in this situation. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. That is how we handle things in the kingdom of God, folks. We need God to arise and every man be a liar. We need to walk in maturity. We need to walk in the facts and reason and truth, not in emotion and sensationalism. So I would say this to the church. Let's be the church 
Let's show love and grace in this situation and all situations. I love you guys. I hope this podcast has helped you. Be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, and we'll catch you next week.